Welcome to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. Social media is hard, but trying to do social media as somebody else is impossible. Do you struggle with imposter syndrome? Do you hate seeing yourself on camera? Are you unsure of what platform to be on and how often to show up there? Well, join the club. On every episode, you'll hear a real life person talk about their successes and struggles on social media, how they overcame their own insecurities, and they'll give practical insight for you to apply today. So if you're ready, let's start the show. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Social Media Mindset. And I am excited for a special episode today because my guest, we have been friends. Gosh, Mike, did we we probably met nine years ago Yeah, at church and um, got to be friends while we all we, we both lived in Oklahoma. We moved back to Texas and uh, really have been, I guess, more like Internet friends, you yeah, know, since sure. since then the power of the power of the Internet. But, bro, th- this is why you're on this podcast, because you well, first of all, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself because I'm excited. You you spent over over 20 years in sales. You've sold over three hundred and fifty million dollars. Yeah. Worth of parts in 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 the you know for for commercial HVAC and and I mean you you have balled out for yeah. a really long time. You've really never been a social media guy because in your world, social media is not really required for sure to, to sell commercial HVAC. Right. And and so the guys, the reason we're doing this podcast is because I woke up one day and Mike has always been the buddy of mine that I'm not really sure what's going on in his life. Sometimes I live vicariously through your wife because she'll post yeah. on social. And so I'll see the twins and I'll kind of know what y'all are doing. Yeah. But all of a sudden I'm on TikTok one day and I'm scrolling TikTok like I do. And there's your freaking face. Yeah. Talking on it. Right. About leadership yep. and influence and sales. And I'm like, what is happening? This dude has never really done social media. And now I'm seeing you on TikTok right. of all the places. Yeah. And so w- I was like, we got to do a podcast episode about yeah, sure. what's going on, uh, how you just leapt into the deep end of the swimming pool right right out of the gate without yeah. anything. Yeah. And so, bro, kind of tell tell this part of the story and uh and then we'll we'll keep talking. So, ideally, you know, I've tried trying to build this brand uh on the consulting side of my business and you know, people are like, "Man, you're you're not giving your stuff away the way you should be. You're you're a value player, but you're not giving it away the way I think you should." Yeah. And so all these CEOs and people I work with are like, "Bro, give it away." And so like I have 16-year-old twin daughters. You know this. TikTok is everything. Um, And and so it's like, you know, you need to be, let's just test drive this. And it was literally fear-based, like, all right, let's get it. And, you know, nightmare status, you know, and you you look ridiculous when you start. You don't know how to edit crap. You know, it's a nightmare. And, you know, so uh, my kids, you know, 16-year-old girls are directing me on how to, you know, ring light my way into a situation. So what what I what I want to unpack out of that this beautiful brain of yours is the whole thought of uh, I was actually I was on a podcast this morning uh, I was a guest on another podcast 
And man, I started talking about how, like, if I want to lose weight, all of that struggle gets to happen in private. Sure. If my wife and I are having a, a hard time in our marriage, yeah, all of that struggle happens in private. When you decide to get better online, yeah, all of that struggle yeah. happens in public. Sure. And so talk to me about because I remember being scared to death of TikTok and yeah. I was already really good at the other stuff. Sure. You've never been good at any of it. No. I, and you I've just avoided jumped straight it. into TikTok. Yeah, I've I've avoided all of that because you know my business is a referral business. Yeah. You know, and so what I've done, whether it's e-commerce or any of the other stuff, is always my my brand has always been built on referral behind the scenes. Like I, you know, you and I had this conversation. Right. I'm like, when I saw yep. you in Oklahoma City, I had no interest in being in front of the camera. Yeah. And the funny part is now that's parlayed into, you know, other podcasts and and book deals and and master classes and all this stuff, you know, that you and I've talked about. And it's like, yeah. This is a little bit of a, a a weird scenario because you know me, I'm I'm head first. I don't I don't dip the toe in the water. I'm like, let's just get it. Right. And, yeah, you're cannonballing you know, into the water. Yeah, I'm cannonballing and, and the bottom line is is like I knew that it was gonna suck. You know, like you and I've talked about this, you know, like I I'm okay with it sucking. You know, the perception is obviously what it is. And you open yourself up to this criticism that I think is a little new for me. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's more of a, you know, more people are referring me in on a praise base than they are yeah. of like, hey, hypercritical judgment. So how, like what you just said, I think most people are unable to say, and it's what's made you be, be successful, you know, the way that you have. Yeah. How, how are you okay with saying out loud? Like, like I'm probably going to suck at this, Yeah, but that's okay. Sure. Like how how are you okay with saying that? I'm self-aware enough of myself and my value that what I'm saying is not garbage. But like yeah. I you know if somebody get, you know I had a guy, you know, somebody left a comment on my deal and was like, "You look like Harvey Weinstein." I laughed. <laughs> you know, and I was like, "Thanks, bro." You know, I know it, it, it was funny to me because like, you know, and I was telling my wife, you know, this is just a new experience for me. I love business. The TikTok is a business. People yeah. lose sight of the fact that, you know, you're like, when you're growing your brand, I, I, I don't worry about judgment and insecurity. I'm 45 years old. Yeah. You know, yeah. do I worry about getting roasted by a 13 year old boy who comes across my stuff on, you know, on TikTok? No, not on for you. I'm good. It's okay. So where does your, cause this could come from, from a number of sources, right? But like, where, where does your confidence come from to be able to do that? Because I think for a lot of people, they only care about what everybody else thinks about them. Sure. I, you know, I think a lot of it is experience. I think a lot of it is learning. Um, you know, it's, it's the, the old adage, you're either winning or you're learning. You know, I don't look yeah. at it as, as a loss. Um, and so for me, I think that, you know, past experiences of being insecure or not feeling like I was adding the value that I was supposed to add or, or pushing myself the right way, yeah. I think has now opened these doors up for me where it's like, you know, I can't, I can't be the man that I am in one side and then pretend to be another guy on the other. Yeah. Like I, I only know one way to be, whether you love it or hate it. I'm good with it either way. Yeah, man. I love that. So, yeah. so take us back to you. The day is here. You have downloaded TikTok on your phone. Yeah. You've made the account. True. Talk us through, like, if we could, if we could have play by play, like this was a, you know, NFL football game. Yeah. What's the what's the play by play of 
like what it was like recording your first video, figuring out how to edit, like how did all that go down? Um, trial by fire. Honestly, it was more along the lines of you know you get you I, I, you couldn't go anywhere for such a long amount of time without seeing teenagers dancing at the mall or you know yeah. dancing in my house or dancing in the driveway or at school or wherever we are there's there's it's it's just the phenomenon that is TikTok you know yeah. and and I think what's great about that is you're seeing so many more people utilize it professionally and I think so for me you know the fear was not necessarily the editing portion of it as much as it was kind of like putting out what I actually had to say you know my first recording yeah. I think I I think I re-recorded I don't know 25 times <laughs> you know, not because it sucked, but because like, you know, like I knew what I was going to say, but I'm like, ah, yeah, maybe, you know, how did I look here? I didn't look right. It's it, And, you know, you become so like self-conscious, you know, of, yeah, like, man, this is crazy. You look ridiculous. And and I thought the funny part about it for me, the part that looked ridiculous was the part that I'm so self-aware that I'm great at talking about business. Right. You know, so it was like, yeah. you know, the things I'm saying and then people are like, man, that's incredible. That's great. And I'm like, well, thanks. You know, you know, you know, what do you say? Yeah. You're like, all right, cool. Thanks. Thanks for checking it out. It is what it is. So what did that look like? Did you, did you lay out 20 different videos that you wanted to do? Did you lay anything out at all? Like what, what did your kind of content preparation look like? Um, I, to be honest, it was kind of on the fly and, and, you know, it it was, uh, in the middle it, where it became popular for me was like when Kanye was going crazy. And, and Elon Musk acquired Twitter and, and was holding them hostage. And so, you know, it was like the verify, you're going to have to pay $20 a month. And yeah, celebrities were like, no way. And, I, and my response that got the most views and the most feedback was like, Elon has gone insane. Like, you know, I mean, he's, yeah, he's, he, and, and it wasn't even supposed to be a hot button. You know, I wasn't gaslighting sure. views. It was kind of just like, this dude is crazy. Like, you know, and, and then the, the part that got the most views was, you know, the Kardashians didn't want to pay the $20 to be verified on Twitter. And I'm like, it's $20. You know, I mean, like, yeah, I, I couldn't wrap my hands around it. You know, I'm like, I'm a business guy. And I'm like, you know, you've got hundreds of millions of followers and it's like, you're worried about 20 bucks. And so See, I, the content was born from that, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah, I talk about leadership, talk about all these different things. And, and, and what it was, was kind of a precursor test drive to where I'm going now. So, yeah. And so, so you did. So, so people listening understand, like, you know, it, there, there's a lot of value in taking what's going on in culture and leveraging that. You know, most people are just going to use that and pimp it out for their own benefit. Yeah. Sure. Right. They're going to gaslight, they're going to try to ruffle feathers. Right. But, but you were just simply taking things that were being talked about. Yeah. Right. And really giving an opinion to it more so than trying to drag somebody through the mud. Right. Right. Or anything like that. And and that's a powerful way to to leverage our content. Sure. But all of that was was really kind of the appetizer to what 2023 is really going to look like for you. Right. And so unpack like what what is the what's the ultimate goal? of why you've been putting yourself through the torment, which right. is TikTok. So the idea would be, you know, so many people have asked me to do these podcasts. You and I've talked about this for years of people going, Hey, come on the show, talk about what you do. Yeah. I was kind of max capacity 
for so long of not wanting to, you know, overpromise and underdeliver. Yeah. yeah. Um, not only to my existing customers, but to anything that I could take on in the future. So what I decided to do was, you know, start this podcast starting the first of the year, the journey of business. Um, which basically I'm going to interview athletes and CEOs and entrepreneurs and so on and so forth and just talk about their journey, talk about um, winning, talk about losing, really, you know, focus on kind of the return on investment of failure. This is what you and I talked about, you know, Heck like yeah. every that's the one thing every entrepreneur has in common. And I'm fascinated by that. Um, and, and so that's kind of led to that, to book deals, to all the things that you and I've talked about and, and kind of prayed about and dreamed about and, Heck and yeah, you man. know, wildly uncomfortable things for me, just so we're clear, you know, it's, it's all new. Yeah. Um, and, and so wildly excited, partially nervous. What, what do you hope the, like the biggest outcome of the podcast will be value period. Um, you know, I, I think it was more born out of when I started my business at 23 years old, I wish that we would have had the technology at our fingertips to be able to hear from the best of the best Mm -hmm. and, and, and kind of avoid the pitfalls that these people were walking in, in the seasons that they walked in, whether you're owning a business, buying a new business, starting a new business, whatever it is, or people who work for other people that just need to learn value on, on the season that they're in. Yeah. So yeah, Huge, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped, bro. I mean, like it, it's going to be really incredible. I think the value add is going to be everything. So that's that's my goal is really just provide as much value as possible. And and then you know, talk to us about like I know you're doing a lot of consulting right now. Most yep. of that is being done like in and around Oklahoma City, where Correct. you live. Yeah. Will there be like as the podcast rolls out? Will there be a digital component to the consulting moving forward? Will you be able to work with clients outside of of Oklahoma? Sure, and and so like I've consulted, you know, kind of nationwide for a long time, but I think you know it's it's been through manufacturers and they're based in other you know cities and, and states, yeah. which yeah. has been incredible. Um, where it's kind of, you know, COVID kind of created this, you know, closed down mentality of, of having to, to zoom into conversations, hence us sitting here on zoom. Um, you know, and, and I think what that created is the opportunity for me to, to do, you know, consulting outside of Oklahoma city. Like you said, I mean, I, I work with everything from RV parks to security companies to, you know, some, to big, you know, big companies that just call me and ask me, you know, whatever it is they're looking to do. So Yes, I'm excited, bro. Dude, I I can't I can't wait to yeah. to see it um and be a part of it. And I I want to ask you, you know, because you've done so much and uh you know, you've you've been at the pinnacle of success in your industry. What is looking back, what is the the one piece of advice that you didn't take that you wish you would have? Um I wish I would have chased value earlier as opposed to chasing numbers, you know, because when I was 23, I was trying to keep up with everyone. You know, I was yeah. trying to prove my worth. Yeah. I was trying, and what I realized that I, I, I guess when you say that for me, I wish I would have recognized sooner that the value, the money will follow the value as opposed to yeah. you chasing numbers. Because, you know, that's when you work on commissioner or work on whatever it is you're doing, it's numbers. That's what it is. And I mean, for the longest time, that was my goal. You know, you yeah. hit numbers. That, that's, that's what you do. Yeah. Um, and for me, when it started to turn into 2 million and then 4 million and then 10 million a year, and then, 
you know, I'm building e-commerce that's doing a half a million a month. And it, I mean, bro, the overwhelming sensation that I was getting and the advice I was getting from people wasn't healthy advice. Yeah. It was advice that I wish, you know, yeah. I would have now as a 45 year old man, I would give totally different advice to the guy that's, that was yeah. 23. So, so, so yeah, I, I wish it would have been more to chase value because people were wanting me to chase numbers. My, my parents mentor, he used to always say that you can sell without serving, but you can't serve without selling. Uh-huh. Correct. I love it. And um, and that's, you know, like that's what I've built everything I'm doing on For is sure. is I just know if I lead with service, yeah, the selling will follow. And it's kind of the go-giver mentality is really yeah. what it is, you know. And and I think that that's it mindset is so so important. You know, ha- having a great mindset, yeah. being able to reverse engineer situations that you step into. Um, and, and, you know, and I think the other thing is, is not every customer is ideal for you. Yeah. You know, and, and that's hard when you you want as much business as you can take. Heck yeah. You know, and it's like, we're just not a good fit. And being able to walk away from that is so healthy and crazy at the same time. You yeah. Because, I mean, I've had some big opportunities that I walked away from that, that, uh, would have been great, but unfortunately, that's what it was. Well, I I, I love to to challenge you know like the realtors and lenders that I'm usually working with. Yeah. By 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 telling them like if you say you love people and like you're in in your business to serve. Yeah. But you've never told anybody no. Right. Your interests aren't in serving people. Right. Yeah. They're so like I've turned yeah. more people away from my company. Yeah. Than I've signed people up. Sure. Right. Cause I just know deep down my heart, like you're not ready for this. Right. This is going to be, you know, a, a, you're going to waste a lot of money. Yeah. And there's a part of me that's like, bro, that's revenue. Yeah. That, and, and it's the best kind. It's the recurring kind. Right. But just deep down in my heart of hearts, I, I cannot allow myself to say yes to someone that I know isn't the right fit for them. Well, and you also have to set the expectation that's a good thing for you to do professionally. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I, I think that it's a it's a thing where if people they work with go, hey, you know, Kyle said they're not ready, you know, or we're not ready. Do you think? And then their friends, you know, a lot of people's friends will boost them to think they're ready. You know, right. I mean, that, that yeah. they're they're not surrounded by the right people professionally. Yeah, it's it's all your personal cheerleaders that they go, man, you're killing it, and they have no concept of yeah. killing it. Um, so, so I think that that's the most important part when you say, you know, I turn down more business, I walk away from business that I know is just going to give me anxiety and more work mm-hmm. than I want to deal with. Yeah. Cause there's just not oh, enough good. money to, to be completely overwhelmed. No, no, there's not. It's not so a good what, look. what, Mike, what would you say? What advice would you give, you know, now that you've jumped head first into video, yeah. you've got a podcast rolling in, in the new year. Um, it might already be out by the time this episode airs, you know, I'm not sure. Right. What, what advice would you give to the person that's still kind of sitting on the fence Yeah. and they're lacking confidence, they're lacking clarity in their content. Like what, what would you say to them? Uh, you got to take the first step, you know, falling off the fence is easier than not getting off the fence. You know, I mean, I, I, I believe that in, in the standpoint of, you know, you're going to get left behind personally and professionally if you are not putting yourself out there. Yeah. And so I think your first step, if you're on the fence, is to download it, test drive it. You know what the, the best part about TikTok is? Start recording stuff and then put them, you know, <laughs> you don't have to publish them. 
Yeah. You know, yeah. at least watch your videos, see how you can be better, practice, test drive things. Um, you know, and I think YouTube is the same way. You can do these things and not publish them. And so I, I think that my first step would be practice, test drive it, talk to yourself in the mirror, do the things that make you feel comfortable. Cause that's just, you know, I mean, you're never going to be fully comfortable talking into a cell phone in front of other people. Right. Uh, you know, and, and that, you know, it's just the weirdest concept of thought that no one like we would have never thought about this 20 years ago, 25 right. years ago. And so we, were, we weren't thinking about this nine years ago when we met. Correct. Yeah. And, and I mean, to know that we were, we are doing this show is, is an incredible answer to prayer of, you know, we were both on different, I was, I was flying by the seat of my pants when I first met you going a hundred miles an hour professionally you know, and you were trying to find footing and I, and I love it. I mean, I think it's a tremendous answer to prayer and, and, and hard work and dedication. So I'm pumped, bro. Like I'm, I'm super excited for you. So, well, I, I'm more excited for this, for you, I, I appreciate I, you, you have way more value to add to people than I do. So I'm, stop, I'm excited stop, stop for it. people to stop it, to come, come follow you. Yeah, um, man, for sure, man. So my last question, you yeah. know, you, you're, you're coaching and, and, you know, mentoring and counseling a lot of people, a lot of businesses, a, a lot of them big, like large companies, right? Doing multiple millions of dollars a year in sales. Yeah. What, what is the most common struggle you're seeing with them that we could learn from, you know, on the show today? I think a handful of things. I think trust is a big thing. I think that there's kind of like this delegation trust issue. Uh, from upper management on, on some of the smaller companies, you know, people want to handle it all themselves. You know, I, this yeah. is something I battled myself. I'm fully self-aware that when I first started, you know, I didn't hire smarter people than me in areas where I was weak. Yeah. You know, and, and now yeah, that's, that's, that's commonplace, but I, but you know, I mean, for me, I, I mean, I'll be honest, I would have put a billion bucks on the book had I hired the right people around me yeah. instead of trying to do 350 on my own. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so, so when I look at that, I think it's, you know, trusting people, being able to delegate things that you're not the best at, yeah. being self-aware enough to know that you're not good at everything, mm. you know, so pick and choose your battles of what you think that you can help win. Yeah. And then, you know, I think it's to surround yourself with the right people. I think it's in it, that's personally and professionally. And I know this is more professional, but personally, you have to be surrounded by good people so that you can operate, you know, at the best peak performance professionally, yeah. you know? So I, I think what I find more than anything is really trust issues because just people don't trust people. And yeah, it, it's such an, it's such an interesting dynamic because I think it's, 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 it's a foolish mindset. Yeah. Um, in a lot of ways, but I also believe, I, I mean, I get it. I was there. I was that person it, for a very long time. You know, it, that like trust is such an interesting thing for me. Because I'm so the opposite of everything you're saying. Yeah. Like I would like, you know, now Atlanta wouldn't let this happen, but like I'd let a stranger keep my kid, you know, like right. I, I choose to trust people completely. Right. Until you give me reason to not. Sure. Right. Whereas most people would go, I don't trust you at all. And you're going to prove it. Right. And then you're going to earn it. And then over time. Um, and I wonder so at least this is how it is for me because I know that I'm honest and therefore I'm trustworthy. Yeah. I just assume there's more people like me. <laughs> right. And I think the problem for a lot of people is 
if you know deep down in your hearts that like you're kind of a scumbag, you're yeah. kind of only in this for you, right? You would take advantage of somebody, sure. Then of course you're not going to trust everybody else because you're going to assume that they would also do the same thing. Well, and I think that you know when you're dealing with large manufacturers or large companies, the turnover is what it is. And I yeah. think you know what you find is you know bad experiences lead to bad experiences, and you know yeah. bad experiences will will tend to put you into an HR situation where you're like, do not hire this kind of person or yeah. that kind of person. And I and, yeah. and that's the hard part for me because like I love people. I'm a people player. I'm a people person. I want people to win. Yeah. I don't care if we can be battling for the same amount of business. I want you to win. If it's not meant to be for me, listen, I'm I'm right. doing fine. I'm good. Um, but I, I will tell you, man, like I you gotta love people first. And I think that that's the hard part yeah. for ninety nine percent people don't love people first, and that's 100%. the hard part. You know, 100%. so I'm uh, I I really try and encourage people to be open to what we recommend. You know, so if I go in and say, hey, you you got holes in your boat here, you need to chase mm -hmm. this. And so so yeah, man, it, it's uh that's kind of my prayer for business is when I walk into it. You know, when I have to evaluate things. So good. How so, yeah. how will they find you? In all this new endeavors, where are you, where are you at online? So um, the real Mike Wolf is where I'm at on Instagram um, and so on and so forth. The Journey of Business podcast you can find on all the social, on you know, on the channels uh, in relation to the podcast. And so uh, super excited about that. Maybe I can even get you to come on the show at some point. Well, you know, as long as I fit into that athlete category, that's fair. You know? I'll let you. So yeah, we can I talk about. I can the put athlete on your bio. Athlete that I yeah, am. If, you, if you if you want me to put athlete on your bio, I'm I'm all in for that. I mean, I don't know if you remember hoop it up tournaments. That's fair. Back yeah. in the day, yeah, that used to travel the country. Right. I won a couple of them. Okay. So you know, if it wasn't for the shoulder injury, I'd probably be in the NFL and you know in the Hall of Fame by now, probably. Powerful. Yes, I love it. Speak that into existence. It's not too late. None of that is true for anyone listening to the podcast, <laughs> bro. I appreciate you. I love you so much. Love you, brother, man. Thank Thanks you so much for coming on and adding all this value. You. For sure, man. I'm excited. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back real soon with another cool story from an even cooler person. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please go follow and reach out to my guest. Also, please consider sharing and leaving a review wherever you consume this content because this is the world we live in and your review online for others to see is invaluable for the success of this show. And remember, you're amazing. Talk to you soon.